Welcome to Do-It-Yourself Babies and Parenting, helping you navigate the parenting journey. Remember, you're not alone, trust yourself, and good enough is good enough. Welcome to this episode of Do-It-Yourself Babies and Parenting. Today, we'll be talking about eco-parenting. Basically, what are ways that we can be climate conscious in our parenting lives? If you take the time to pause and observe your surroundings, hopefully you see how beautiful nature is and how much we take for granted, given it's always there in front of us. Small things like being able to see the blue sky without pollution blocking it or breathing in fresh air. Although being conscious of our environmental footprint has always been important, there is now more and more evidence of the reality of climate change, and that is hopefully really steering us to practice this more so that we leave behind a beautiful world for our children and generations to come. The positive thing is that we can all do our part and teach our children how to respect the environment that we live in. And today, to help me share ways that we as parents can do our bit, I'm fortunate to be joined by a friend of mine, Alex, who, along with her sister-in-law, have a beautiful cloth nappy business called Evia Nappies. We'll be chatting about cloth nappies and then a few other eco ways of parenting. Thanks, Alex, for being here. Can you share a bit about yourself and your business? Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having us. Um, we're really happy to be joining your podcast today. Um, it's just myself today, Alex, um, as Stacey is busy with her two little ones. So I'm taking the reins uh, for, t- for both of us on today's episode. Um, but as you mentioned, I'm one half of Evia Nappies and a mum to two little girls. Um, I work in um, a bank by day. Um, and I look after their main website. Um, and then Evie and Appies is our little side hustle that we do by nighttime while wrangling um, little kids. Um, and I guess in short, Evie and Appies was just a small family business kind of born out of the desire to bring an affordable range of cloth nappies to Australian parents. Um, Stacey was the first one out of us to have kids. Um, and she really struggled with uh, disposables and her little boy was getting sort of rashes and he was experiencing leaks. And so she sort of sought out to find um, an alternative to disposable nappies, um, but couldn't find anything that was really in her price point. So that's kind of really where it all, it all began. And a few years later, we're still kicking along, which is nice. That's awesome. All right. So cloth nappies, how do they work? Um, I guess in short, they work the same way as any other item of clothing. Uh, you wear it, you wash it, you dry it, and then you wear it again. And obviously <laughs> there are some levels of like, you know, complexity with that. Um, but what we have is like a pocket style modern cloth nappy um, and it has two components. So there's the insert, which is the absorbent part of the nappy. Um, and then there's the cover, which is like a water resistant um, component. And the cover has like snaps on the front, which you can adjust the size of the baby. Um, and you can, you know, change the sizes to make them smaller or bigger or bigger as your baby grows. Um, and it kind of goes from anywhere between four to 16 kilos. So really from newborn stage effectively up until um, toilet training age. Um, so that's probably um, one of the really great things is that, you know, you kind of only need to buy a stack of them and then you're, you're good to go for your first child or multiple children um, and you're, you're all set. 
That's awesome. And and as a parent, how have you and Stacey found is the easiest way to use them? Um, the easiest way to use them, that's a really good, a good question. Um, I think it's probably different for everybody. Um, I know for myself and obviously for Stacey, we find it easiest to use them full time, but obviously we have a business um, that, that does that. So we're, you know, well into our routines. Um, but some people, they use them part time. Um, some people just use them um, when they're at home and then they use a mix of disposables when their kids go to daycare or disposables overnight. And um, I guess ultimately there's no right or wrong way you've just got to find what's right and what fits your family and your lifestyle yeah that's a really good point because I think being eco-friendly in general it doesn't mean being perfect and you know doing it all the time um and I remember someone saying you know it's about doing these things imperfectly because if everyone did something rather than nothing it makes a big difference um like for our family we have two evia nappies and a swim nappy as well and I love using them because they're good for our family as fillers so for example the kids have done a poo before bed and it's not time for bed um and the swim nappy is just awesome too um for your for your customers what do you find most of them do um we definitely find that they probably will start off with like a value pack of some kind so that's usually um a pack of five nappies and they might add a couple of extra inserts and some wipes to that um and then they give it a go and then they slowly start to add to their stash from there Um, And that's definitely what we would recommend to any parent that's new to cloth um, is to just start small and go from there. And I guess, like you said, um, you know, it's not about all or nothing, Mm. but it's probably more so about making a small and sustainable change and growing from there. It's like building a habit like anything else, Um, you know. It's, it's better to just sort of change out one nappy um, a day or two nappies a day um, and then doing something small and then, and then just developing that, that habit or that skill because if you sort of go hard, you're probably more likely to give up um, on the idea because you're overwhelmed by what to do with the poo or how to wash mm. them or dry them. And there's definitely a little bit involved in that, but once you get into the rhythm of it, it definitely becomes easier. Um, so small steps is definitely what we would we would recommend. I think that's a really key point. It is a habit thing because, you know, if you get used to disposables, then obviously you get used to that. And changing from disposables to cloth nappies, you've you're right step by step I think is really important and before we touch on other ways of eco-parenting if someone listening wants to have a look at your products how can they find you guys um definitely you can find us online um so at evianappies.com.au um we are also in a couple of stores um around Victoria and New Zealand and New Zealand uh, not, Australia, yet, not, yet. <laughs> not yet not yet not yet we'd love to get into New Zealand if anybody's listening over there um but sorry should I say I should say New South Wales um and Queensland and ACT so um we do have a few stockers but obviously with all of the lockdowns a lot of them haven't been um operating but hopefully they're all starting to open up a little bit now um but we're really active on the social media platforms, so Instagram and Facebook um, and sort of Stacey often does uh, live nappy demos as well. So if you're thinking about, um, you know, joining the cloth community and, you know, want to learn more about it, definitely jump on the, um, the socials or on the website. Send us a message. Send us an email. We're always sort of happy to chat cloth. That's awesome. All right. So 
What are other ways that you found parents can practice eco-parenting? Um, I think the first thing is probably just your mindset around what you consume and what you um, bring into your home, I think is one of the biggest things because that will probably stem into the way that you think about what you buy and um, what you choose to spend your money on. There are obviously, you know, obvious uh, choices like um, going secondhand where you can, like secondhand clothes is always a really great one if you can get them from friends or even if you buy them on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, kids grow out of clothing so quickly and quite often you'll find that, you know, somebody might be selling something or giving you something that their child has only worn once and grew out of it or maybe didn't even wear it at all. So secondhand clothing is is a really great one. Um, furniture, so cots and change tables, anything that's kind of like wooden, um, you know, they're great to just give a wipe down and then you're you're good to go. Mm. Um, for us, we we love the local toy library. That is probably one of the things that I was very conscious about was not wanting to have a house that was overrun with toys. Um, for me, that was just a mental load of probably not really being able to deal so much with having toys everywhere. Um, and so toy library was a really great one because you just borrow it. You have it for three weeks and then you can return it. And I think it's also a really great way to explore what things your child actually loves. Um, For me, I was sort of traumatised by the idea of maybe having to buy something for her. And then two weeks later, it's just sitting in the corner collecting dust. Um, At least this way, when you get things through a toy library, they can get returned. um, And then you don't have to worry about having something just sitting there or it being wasted or being like, what to do with this? thing that is kind of at its end of life um you shouldn't have to worry about disposing it which I thought was a really really good thing um but if you do decide to buy toys um wooden wooden toys are always a really great option because at the end of the day you know if they do end up in landfill they can go back to the earth um rather than plastic toys um and in some ways wooden toys are a lot more Um, creative for kids because they don't obviously make sounds and things like that children have to either you know make the vroom vroom sound on their cars and um, I think there's a lot more opportunity for open-ended play in that sense Mm. Um, yeah so those are a couple of things that we do oh and composting as well so we compost at home um, or should I rather say like I put all the scraps into the bin and then my (laughs) husband takes it out to the compost (laughs) bin um so those are probably those are probably the top tips but yeah I think more so than anything it's just practicing a mindset of you know do I really need this um is there something at home that can be reused that's really good I love that um and that's a really good practice as well um I know for for our family aside from obviously using cloth nappies and swim nappies I love the hand-me-down clothes and I always try to continue that cycle and and give it onwards to friends or family and even if you sell it it means you know it's not thrown out and you get to make a little bit of money on the side um and similar to you guys we don't have a compost but for food waste I'm fortunate to be currently using a friend's one (laughs) but I also actually found yeah I found an app as well called share waste and you can actually um find people who live close to you who are willing to take in your food scraps so if anyone's interested you know you can check that out if you don't want to create your own um compost system um and i remember i also asked my council you know when would food scraps be accepted um and they've told me that it's coming so i think i think soon in our area 
the um the green bin which well our green bin which is for the plants um what's it called the plant waste stuff so all your like clippings garden waste that's it (laughs) um you will be able to put in um food and and veggie scraps to come so that's really awesome and then and then there's also things like you know saving your plastic popping it into the Woolies or Coles um plastic recycling bins or buying you know shampoo conditioner bars rather than plastic bottles of it yeah. And I, I echo what you say in terms of overall, it's finding what works, um, what you like and making that into a habit because that's probably I found the easiest way to be more eco-conscious. And, and, you know, our children lead by example. So just by us doing this is already a, a huge lesson for them. Um, so, yeah. So, look, thanks so much for being here. Is there anything else that you'd say from an eco-parenting perspective that you encourage other parents to do? Um, I think it's probably just, you know, be mindful and be aware of it. I think there are swaps everywhere that people can make um, and it's not a thing where you have to go hard or go home. Um, You know, it it is a journey, I guess, to zero waste. Um, And not everybody is going to be zero waste. I definitely am not zero waste. But I do try to be a bit more conscious about, you know, things that I do bring into home or things that I purchase that are wrapped in plastic. I mean, I definitely do still buy like, you know, food that is um, occasionally in plastic packaging because, you know, there is no alternative or you can't avoid it. And I think that that's okay Um, as long as you're, you know, trying to make a slow swap into something, whether or not it's, you know, this week you might consider starting a compost bin. And then before you know it, maybe you're growing your own veggies in your garden, (laughs) Um, you know, and I think sometimes we just don't even realise that those swaps are there so we've all recently switched over to bamboo toothbrushes um from our plastic ones um and so that's been really great for us because you obviously can just snap off the head of the toothbrush that bit goes into landfill and then the handle itself goes into our compost bin ah that's Um, a good one yeah so that's been one of the swaps that we've made recently and produce bags as well um because you're bringing your own grocery bags into the supermarket anyway so if you keep your produce bags together with it then you don't have to sort of use the ones at the supermarket and find somewhere to put all your kiwis and you've just got those on hand so I think it's just those little things where you're traditionally using plastic and you're like wait is there a more you know eco-friendly alternative for this and you can see um nowadays people are so much more conscious or aware about bringing their coffee cup or bringing their water bottle with them um which is great to see and I think it's just slowly making those changes that then become a habit and you're like oh that's not so bad I'll add on the next thing and then you know that then becomes normal and then you add on the next thing so um it's one step at a time to just having you know less and considering you know having less things going to landfill which I think is um is the key That's really good. Thank you so much, Alex. And for those listening, I hope you've found a few tips and tricks to help your own eco-parenting approach, whatever that is. Thank you for listening.